Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Hey, everybody, Mark here. And before we jump into today's conversation, I'd like to invite you to consider a year-end gift to the online ministry here at Menlo Church. The gifts that we receive fuel what we're able to do in 2023. As we start the new year, we want to start it strong as we're welcoming on Phil Eubank, our new senior pastor. And now that he's on the team, it brings a lot of exciting opportunity to help people find and follow Jesus online. I'm thinking back over this past year and just am so encouraged by the stories of people that we've been able to disciple, not only here in the Bay Area, but all across the world. We've had people sign up for discipleship classes online. I've been able to pray with people through the internet or through the phone. And we've even had people get baptized right here in person because of this online ministry. So I'm especially encouraged by that. And I'm praying that God will continue to move through this ministry in the year of 2023. And we can only do it with your support. So for more information around giving, head over to menlo.church slash give. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome to Menlo Midweek, everybody. My name is Mark. And my name is Jessica. And we have Cheryl back again with back us. Again. <laughs> Cheryl, what is your official title? I know that we joke around every time that you're on here, but what is it really? Yes. I don't know that I really have one because there's our it, answer. It has changed so many times. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I don't know, you know, we're not like, we don't walk around the Menlo church offices. This might surprise you and like refer to one another by our titles. <laughs> oh, so, I do. You don't? You don't? Yeah, that- <laughs> I think the, um, I mean, the, I am on the leadership team mm-hmm. um, with Phil, Scott, and Shauna now. Um, and I have, and then I oversee certain departments, and that's right. what's been kind of fluid. Mm-hmm. So when I was hired, I was hired to do discipleship, this, be the central leader for adult discipleship, and then so now I, in a sense, I think people call me like pastor of discipleship mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's it, that's a little wiggly because underneath that lane, it, it it's changed. It keeps you know it's. Adult discipleship, connections, next gen, and then currently, and really for I don't know how many months I've been overseeing um, you online, uh, uh, worship and production, and now our communications department. So basically everything. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, so you're the pastor of ministries. Well, what's that like, those conferences, Wall Street Journal or something has those, like something of everything, just pastor of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny that. You brought that up because I was just noticing yeah. yesterday when you were preaching, Dave Swartz puts your title up right. for everybody who yeah. who goes up. Yeah, and it said pastor of discipleship, and I was like, Dave, I feel like we should change that. And he's like, she says that it's still it. And I was like, well, I'm sure it's it is, but it also isn't. He's like, yeah. And I was like, but there's not really an answer. Yeah, like you're saying there. It, it's just, a, let's just leave it as it is for now. Yeah, totally. It's an. I mean, it's fine. I don't really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm not living and dying on my on my titles. Yeah, and part of all the things that you do is you get to teach yes. for us as Woo. well. Yeah. And so in the area of your of ranking of your job responsibilities, oh, no. from like <laughs> I'm super excited about this yeah. to oh my gosh, I need help to pass this off to anyone else. Where does teaching fall? In I thought spectrum? you were going to ask her to rank what teams she likes being over the most, and I was like, I don't think you should answer that. <laughs> Good discernment. Cindy Nalasco, if she's listening. She's the favorite. Um, No. Um, 
you know, where does preaching fall? Mm-hmm. I mean, preaching feels more like, uh, like, I don't, I don't even, I can't even put it in the category of like responsibilities. Mm. Like you're at, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I just love it. Mm. I, I'll be honest. Yeah, I just love it. I love an opportunity to, um, to preach, to teach, to talk about Jesus, to open the scripture. Um, there's things that I've done in my life. In you know, I've only been in vocational ministry, you know, all my adult life, and there's all there's these little things that I've always felt like if I if this weren't my job um this would be still the things I'd love to do now I don't think mm-hmm. you get to preach if it's not your job so but I think teaching and um leading leading a small group of people that gets together in some form of discipleship that just sits together and reads the scripture together prays together worships together um I, I hope I'll always have that kind of, you know, opportunity to just pull some people together to do that. And then, um, yeah, and then just the pastoral piece that I don't think you have to have a title to do that. I, mm-hmm. I, I think, um, you know, our congregation, there's a there's a doctrine, if you will, I don't call it doctrine, but uh, the priesthood of the believers that is talked about in scripture. You are the priesthood. You know, Paul says you are the priesthood. And I had a, I worked with a guy who said, uh, you know, the church is the pastorhood of the believers because we don't typically in the Protestant world, we don't call people priests. But mm. um, and so that gets lost sometimes. But, yeah, I, I would love if our whole church would every person at our church would see themselves. Um, if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, you're a pastor. Mm. You and and all that is is that you care for people. Right. I mean, the language is from the shepherding kind of language. You you care. You can sit across the table and listen. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, that kind of thing. So those would be the things I, I hope I get to do the rest of my life. But preaching is is just a privilege. I count it such a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. And we love when you get to kick off and shape a series as well, mm-hmm. which yeah. you just did for us. Yeah. And it felt like you incorporated a lot of your experience, mm-hmm. a lot of kind of maybe even your ministry journey, because in the beginning you shared a story. I'm not sure where that was in your history of mm-hmm. when you started working for a church or not, mm-hmm. but it sounded like that all kind of shaped and went into the opening of your talk. So if you could summarize that a little bit, we can jump right into our Hearing God series, episode one. Yeah, yeah, Hearing God. Um, Yes, I've been excited about this series since we landed on it, just because I think it is something that um, everyone, whether you're just exploring faith, I think if you're exploring faith, you're probably curious about some kind of faith Mm -hmm that would be interactive with whatever God it is you choose to follow, right? So how do you hear that God? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, okay, I'm, I'm about to go down a wormhole on world religion, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I think one of the beauties and the uniquenesses and of, of Christianity is that we have a God who came near mm-hmm. and that he is interactive. I think um, that he, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Spirit that Jesus gives us that he speaks of before his death, um, most specifically in John 14 to 16. Um, you know, he's telling us, you're going to, even though I'm leaving, you're going to still be in, in conversation with me. You're still going to be mm-hmm. in relationship with me. And so how do we hear 
how do we hear him? So I've been super excited about this mm -hmm. series. Um, kicking off the series, uh, really, yeah, I wanted to, I realized I needed to go broad to kick it off, right? Right. Um, because there's just so many questions around this topic. And then the stories that I told at the beginning really came from a desire. I realized, um, I wrestled a little bit because you don't want to make it all about you. Here's like three stories about me, you know? Sure. Um, so at first I didn't, I, I kind of wrestled with doing that, but I also feel like it's important as pastors, as preachers, as teachers to share, this is how it looks like, What this is what it looks like in my life. Like mm -hmm. I'm not just preaching to you about something, hey, you should try this or you should do that, you know? It's, yeah, no, this is how it works out and it, how it has worked out and is working out in my life. So those three stories, yeah. The first one, uh, hearing from scripture with uh, the, the mentor that I had, a woman named Carol, um, that was very early. I think I'd been in ministry about three years um, mm. and I was working for an organization called Young Life. And so, and I was just, I'll be honest, I, 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 for years, about every six months in ministry, I'd go, I'm going to go sell pharmaceuticals. I'm going to go sell real estate. <laughs> I'm going to sell. I mean, I think that's what pastors say. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to go do real estate, you know, or whatever. And um, yeah, I think I was just in a hard place of um, probably ministry was really hard. I didn't have boundaries. I didn't, I wasn't healthy myself, probably. And, uh, and then I'm watching my friends who, are advancing in their careers. I was also in a place where women in ministry, you were not going to really advance at mm -hmm. that time. That's a whole nother story. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think I was just wrestling, like, how do I keep doing this? And, um, and that's where, you know, God's word of dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness um, was, was a right and apt word. Yeah. So, yeah. And when people maybe got a, a snapshot of the beginning of this series, their minds could immediately jump to, oh, this is a series about, you know, how can I make the Bible say what I want to say? How can, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know if there's a God one and two, why would this God speak to me? So mm -hmm. was it difficult for you to share kind of the stories up front where you're like, mm -hmm. I know this is kind of weird, but I actually maybe heard what <laughs> I think is God. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I I little I wrestle a little bit with sh with starting with those stories, but I just felt like I needed to start with the stories. I think I needed to give a picture before I started going into what would be more didactic, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and no, this this is this is a living active part of my own journey with Jesus. Um and yeah, and I I yeah, I talked about that like and I still wrestle, you know, the temptation to get the Bible to say what you want it to say is just real. Um, mm -hmm. The the temptation, I didn't necessarily talk about this, but uh, oh, it's so tempting to, you know, skip over passages to not even talk about certain scripture because it doesn't fit into your, mm -hmm. you know, what you want it to be. Um, so, yeah, wrestling that down. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that, I don't know if that yeah. answered your question. Jess, have you ever experienced hearing what you think is like a voice of God? Mm. I was actually thinking about that yesterday mm. during yeah. your sermon. And you had said like, I don't think I've, you've ever heard the audible. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm the same where like, for me, a big part of it is peace. Mm. 
So if I'm, you know, the thing, the one example that came into my mind was um, when I was on staff here and there was a transition happening and it was like, you can kind of do this or not be here. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, okay, what do I do here? And I just remember Mm -hmm. spending the weekend just trying to be in God's presence as much as possible and um, just kind of feeling like, I think I want to do this, but I'm not sure. Like, you know, is this just me being scared if I left staff and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff? And I just, I finally was just like, I think, I think God wants me to stay. And just kind of this like feeling in my body almost Mm -hmm. of like, that was the right Mm -hmm. answer Mm -hmm. was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even over the last couple of years of all the hardships we've gone mm-hmm. through, not just, you know, in the world, but also on staff, there were times where, I, you know, maybe I should go do something else. And yeah. um, I just kept feeling God saying, stay. Mm-hmm. And I never heard the voice, but mm-hmm. I for sure like felt like, okay, that I don't think that was me, <laughs> I think, because I'm trying to leave almost. But <laughs> I just, but it was just God was like, no, you can stay. Mm-hmm. You should stay. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and also I think through for me too, and I think this is one of the next couple of weeks is like community mm-hmm. where I have really good, close, amazing friends who will speak those kinds of truths into my life. And it feels very much from the spirit. It's not from them directly to me. It's the spirit speaking through them mm-hmm. to me. So, yeah. It sounds like very similar to the language that you used in the framework that you used, which was, it's just a feeling that you know that you know mm-hmm. that you know. Yeah. And I thought that was really well put mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I similarly just, I don't know if I've ever heard like an audible voice to mm-hmm. me, but I have felt a either a piece about a decision or just calm mm-hmm. when I shouldn't feel calm. And it is kind of a, a, I know that I know that I know that God is either with me in this, guiding me on what I think is the right decision or not, but you're just in a space in a place where it feels like, okay, that's what I'm going to pursue. And I feel okay and cared for. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like, like <laughs> language to frame it around. I know that I know that I know. And I know that some people maybe have heard audible voices and we're not necessarily discounting sure. that or discrediting sure. that. But for those that may not have experienced that, mm-hmm. that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I let me, I do want to say this though. I think in that situation, I knew that I knew that I knew. I don't, I don't know that I always know that I know that mm. I know. Right. <laughs> so I want to be careful right. with that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's even as I was thinking about the sermon and, you know, we're, we have a limited time. So that, that's what's so hard when you have, you know, ideally 30 minutes or less, right? Because um, even when I walk through the exercise of... Um, you know, to pause, to ask, then to listen. And then I do think a next step, and Dallas Willard talks about this in his book, and Richard Foster talks about this in his stuff on on prayer, uh, is then there's a step of obedience, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting and what's hard is that, that that step from listening to believing that you have possibly heard from God. You know, again, I think we always have to be careful mm-hmm. not saying, yes, God definitively told me mm-hmm. or whatever. But that step, there's then there's this, there's the there's a little bit of a step between that, I think I've heard, and then a process of discernment. 
Now, there are some things that we can know fairly definitively, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, should I forgive? Yes. But <laughs> here's the thing. Um, and this is where pers- I think I always believe in personal evangelism, personal discipleships. You've got to have relationships, like you were saying, just with people who can sit with you because what does forgiveness look like when I'm just mad because my you know, spouse or friend didn't empty the dishwasher or my mm. roommate or whatever, right? Um, that's a totally different forgiveness, right? Um, but then what, is, what does forgiveness look like if you've been sexually abused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. What does uh, forgiveness look like in really extreme places that I have had the really holy privilege of getting to walk with people in? That's a totally different conversation. So mm-hmm. you might be hearing, yeah, God's obviously got, the scripture tells me to forgive. Mm-hmm. I hear God saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm sensing God's nudges to forgive, but I might need a friend or a wise counselor or a therapist or a pastor to help me understand what, how that then looks for me in, in my particular situation. So the obedience step sometimes can happen in a split second, boom, mm-hmm. obey, mm-hmm. you know, forgive. Don't bring it up with your spouse again or your roommate that they <laughs> didn't empty the dishwasher or whatever. That can be a split second. But, but there could be something else that, that may take longer. Or again, I might think I'm hearing God about a job or a, um, or a move or whatever. And I really need to sit with that um, mm-hmm. before I even land on going, yeah, I think this is where God's leading me. Um, sometimes it is me just sitting with it. Um, but almost always not, you know, almost always it's then taking it to my kind of my counsel, you know, my, my, my people Mm -hmm. who I trust and Mm -hmm. are wiser, older, you know, or, or peers, or to be honest now at my age, I have friends who are younger than me (laughs) that are wiser than me. So, um, they might be in that group of people. Yeah. And that's part of the three things that you helped shape when you do, when you are in this process of hearing from God, mm-hmm. you talked about avoiding the extremes, you talked about some guardrails there, which mm-hmm. is invite some pastoral counselor or wise friends or mentors around you, and also to practice prayer as a conversation. Yeah. So for that first one, avoiding extremes, I mean, we have the extreme of everything's a sign, everything's God told me this or, mm-hmm. or that, and you have there are no such thing as science. It only comes from the Bible. Right. So how'd you land there and why'd you choose to include that? Yeah, well, because I've seen it and I've lived it. I've probably lived in both extremes mm-hmm. at certain seasons mm-hmm. of my life and in my journey. Uh, but I have seen, I've, I've seen the abuses of, um, of abusing the Bible, right? Mm. This is what the Bible says and it might be taken out of context. It might mm-hmm. not, um, yeah, not, it, it might be coming from a particular a theological system that, um, again, there could be debate around the landing of the interpretation of that. Sure. Um, so, sure. um, and and the Bible, every, you know, every cult has been started around a Bible verses. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's you just have to recognize <laughs> yeah. that when somebody says, "Well, I only just I just do the Bible. I only take I take the Bible literally," and I and I seek. I think. By genre and all the things, I try to take the Bible literally in its context and cultural contexts and mm-hmm. all the things. But um, 
but we do have to again remember that uh i mean there spiritual abuse is a real thing and mm-hmm. cults mm-hmm. use the scripture so uh yes <laughs> i've seen that i mean when we say extremes i mean there there are some extremes to the extreme and then i've also seen um that you know what might be called a hyper charismatic kind of setting or scenario um of the god told me i just think the potential on both ends is a potential of arrogance hmm. and so one side is i'm the bible answer person and i got all the all the bible answers and i know the bible and i'm going to use the bible as a tool mm-hmm. to wield against you or to get something i want done and then the hyper charismatic can be the same kind of deal i'm going to use God gave me a sign, um, so I must have gotten that. Mm-hmm. Um, God told me, so I'm the one who has this uh, this direct link to God that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I kind of become the person in the community who everyone's like, whoa, you know. I mean, they always hear from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're g- always getting signs. Um, and so... I mean, we're, I mean, what, you know, underneath so much of our sin nature is pride, right? So, mm-hmm. of course, we would use these really holy and good things and turn them into destructive things for our own sake. And um, so, yeah, I've seen, I've just seen extremes on all sides. Yeah. <laughs> and I, again, I've, I've probably been guilty of some of those too. Yeah. And your answer to that, which you kind of alluded to just now, was humility. Yeah. And I thought that was a perfect antidote and a, a great, as you put it, um, guardrails to stick in between. <laughs> and you have scripture there. You have mentors there, mm-hmm. which we're going to be talking about soon. Yep. Yep. Uh, scripture next week, I'll be doing two weeks from now. Uh, I'll be doing the mentors kind of uh, community stuff. So awesome. I'm Very excited, excited for that. Yeah, me yep. too. And then you had, you had some great frameworks on how to use language. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, God told me, you would say... I, I mean, you know, it still sounds silly it and does. it sounds yeah. like, uh-huh. but it's, it really, it's just acknowledging, I, it's, it's just, it's saying, I sense that, right? Mm-hmm. Or as best I know, I think God has said, or, you know, is telling me this or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but, but it's adding caveats, yeah. really. It's just yeah. adding caveats. It's adding, mm-hmm. I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's adding I sense I don't know for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm asking for help in my discernment. All of those are positions of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other piece that can be hard with God told me, God col- told me, God said, God said, is um, it. I think it's just it can be hard for the person in the room who's feeling like uh, if they don't know you well enough or they don't know you that that they're feeling like, oh my gosh, they always hear from God. I never hear from God. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's what I want to be sensitive to, too, is um, I don't think just because I'm a pastor uh, that I hear from God more than anybody else or that my prayers are more powerful than anybody's prayers or, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you Jesus commends, you know, like giving, he commends the widow who gives her very little, her might, you know, mm-hmm. that's worth like about 0.001 cent, you know. Uh, 
he commends the weak. He commends. So, so mm-hmm. I just think you always want to, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're, where you're making somebody feel like, oh, well, I'll never hear from God like that. I never could hear, you know, mm-hmm. so you yeah. want to be careful. And it, it eliminates that hierarchy of power that you alluded totally. to in the first mm-hmm. part. It's like, if you're always the one, or if you mm-hmm. say, it creates a seemingly uneven playing field where if I might go against what this person says, am I going against God? Oh, well, and, and that's, then that's, yes. That's what, where it can get wielded yeah. in a dangerous way. Yes, you, I mean, yes, Mark, you bring up a very, that's when it's, yes, absolutely. When it, it's, when it shuts down any conversation. Correct. Right. Or it becomes a, I'm, I'm in position yes. to tell you how you should do, think, act, et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so that humility piece mm-hmm. of, man, let's walk through this together. I think you said at, at mm-hmm. one point, like, mm-hmm. let's find out where this goes. Mm-hmm. That was that was really impactful for me mm-hmm. because, again, it's an invitation into community yep. and conversation mm-hmm. and not a one-way dialogue I'm going to tell you because I'm the only one that can know. Yeah. 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 So I really appreciated yep. that. Yep. I thought that was that was really well put. Yeah. And then you, we, we got into practicing prayer as conversation, mm-hmm. which I thought that was a great way to frame that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that when I was announcing this either online or in person, I, I was a, a hearing excited feedback of taking it from, I've, I've prayed to a God before, but I've never felt like I've been talking with God before. Mm-hmm. So that was, really, that was really fun for me to listen um, and get excited about. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's the, I don't. I don't know anybody who feels like they've arrived at prayer. You know, <laughs> I'll never get it. I'll never forget. Years ago, I was on Young Life staff, so 125 years ago, I was going to a staff conference, and I was I was asked to pick up this woman at the airport who was like a legend of Young Life. She was at part of the very beginnings of Young Life and Young Life staff. And to be honest, I can't even remember her name now, but I, I, I was supposed to go to the airport, pick her up to bring her over to the, you know, hotel for the conference. And so I go and she's probably in her 70s, something like that. And she's got two suitcases and it's like a four day conference, right? I go, wow, this lady's really packed. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the bags is super heavy. It might have been before bags on wheels or like it, oh, around yeah, that era, yeah. maybe, you know. The I guess dark it was, times. It, yeah. 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 Can you remember? <laughs> yeah. You, you guys don't even know that time. Anyway, I, so I, and she said, oh, be careful. That's filled with books. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. And, and so I was like, oh, gosh. Okay. So as we're driving to the hotel, I asked her, you know. Well, so what's what are the books on? What are you? And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm really trying to learn about more about prayer, and I'm really I've got these books, and I'm just kind of going through this thing. I'm ri- doing some writing and and all that, and I'm thinking this seventy some year old woman who's this legend of young life who was known for prayer in her early probably in her twenties, mm. and she's got this suitcase full of books and things on prayer and that was so inspiring to me Mm. like i don't want to ever stop learning and again prayer i think is just one of those it's like like in a relationship it'd be like a you know a married couple or friends be like oh yeah like you know about five years into our friendship we just pretty much solved the communication Mm -hmm. Do well (laughs) we're just great at it we're awesome um and and because that's what if it's a conversation if it's communication Mm -hmm. then we're always going to be growing and you know in that but i definitely have spent so much of my prayer life is a talking at god 
and and probably even now it's still that listening piece is i'm growing Mm -hmm. i'm growing Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who maybe heard this message and wants to start getting better at the back and forth communication Mm -hmm. piece with prayer yeah what would you encourage them to try well, I think some of what I did with, uh, you know, I, that was really the beginning for me. Uh, I mean, I think I t- entered into it some, but gosh, a number of years ago, I started doing that egg timer deal because a friend mm. of mine had said, <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, you, just to create space for silence. I think what I would say to them, though, Jess, which a great question, is don't necessarily be looking for a back and forth conversation like you would have with a physical friend. (laughs) Um, That might, you know, we're maybe setting up an expectation, but I think the back and forth that the way I experience it, and again, other people may differently, but that egg timer. So the pause, the pause for me is the slowing down to, to get myself just in a space that says, God's here. Mm-hmm. You're here. And not just diving into all the things I want to say in prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that um, the ask, Lord, what do you want to say to me? Again, mm-hmm. it's a piece of the slowing down. It's acknowledging that God does have something to say to me. And then that listening element where using the egg timer right setting aside a minute and a minute it can be a really long time mm-hmm. um setting that aside it's more of creating a space of silence and it's more that i guess what how i would say it, it most often works for me is um and usually i do i start with scripture i'm reading the scriptures the psalms things like that slow me down um so there's that pause, acknowledging his presence. Then there's maybe some scripture slowing down, listening through that. There is, I, I try to almost always ask that question, uh, what are you saying to me? Mm-hmm. And then it's, um, it's more like, ref, for me, I'm a journaler, so I write down what I think I might be hearing. Then the interaction, it's not like that I'm like, it's more that then I'm, I'm sitting with what I think I'm hearing and I'm inviting God to say more about that mm-hmm. or take me to a space in that or lead me in that. I don't know if that's helpful, but it, it yeah, it's kind of, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, but, but I think for a person who's wanting to start, um, if all it is, is posing the question to God, what do you want to say to me? And then giving at least one minute of silence. Mm-hmm. And I think I said this, I don't know if I said it in both services, but I think I said it in the second one. Um, most days I don't walk away with, I heard this from God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for people to know too, that uh, it, again, take it to a human relationship. Now in human relationships, you always do hear, right? But do you always connect? And if you're evaluating your relationships every time, you know, you're like, oh, I just didn't feel like we really connected. It didn't really go deep. It didn't go this. Mm-hmm. It didn't go. That's a lot of pressure on a relationship. <laughs> and I think even with the Lord, like, mm-hmm. um, but you keep showing up. Yeah. Right. And so uh, it's, that's what I would just encourage somebody. And that's why it just start with 10 minutes. 
don't don't try to you know i'm mm-hmm. gonna gonna go to I'm going to go to my cabin in Tahoe and I'm going to spend four days alone <laughs> and, you know, and then I'm going to hear from God. And, and I have done a number of silent retreats in my, ha- in my life that are those kind of three, sure. four day things. Mm-hmm. Don't start there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't start, start there. Just start 10 minutes. Yeah. I think that's a really, like for me, what stuck out in that is just the creating the space for silence. Yeah. I think that's what I struggle with the most mm-hmm. as someone who's, mm-hmm. I'm very, I like noise happening. Mm-hmm. I sleep with, Mm-hmm. brown noise going mm-hmm. i'm always having tv or music mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and a lot of times i when i do my journaling time it's i have you know worship music going right. um and i i'm always in my head of like this is okay like you don't have to be completely silent and then there's times where i'm like maybe i do need to be completely silent because i can't i mean i think a lot of times i i do the same process that you're saying Mm -hmm. where like i see what god is saying and Mm -hmm. even if there's worship music on sometimes that helps me Mm -hmm. like oh that line and that song really stuck out to me Mm -hmm. why why did Mm -hmm. that stick out to me and then go through there but i think that creating that space is can be so powerful and i love that you gave the the disclaimer of you might not hear or even not audibly hear or whatever every time because i think we all get so wrapped up in that like while you know it's the same as like you know losing weight or working out well if i'm if i don't see results within a week Mm -hmm. why would i keep doing this but it's a process Mm -hmm. and Mm so not every time you're going to come away feeling completely like the word of the Mm -hmm. lord is has spoken to me but you're creating space for god to be present with you and that's yeah and i would you know you and i've talked Jess, we're both sevens on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would nudge you. I'd, pr- I'd press you a little bit. You know, you can reject it, but <laughs> you can say she doesn't know what you're talking. <laughs> I do think you have to have some complete silence. Oh yeah, no, and, I agree. <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I, I didn't hear you say anything completely. Yeah. but but I have started. Um, oftentimes in my car, I listen to Audible books. So mm-hmm. even when I like, if I plug my phone in or something, it, it just goes straight to the Audible book that I'm listening to. So I've been really intentional. Um, I, I do not listen to anything on the way into work. Um, and I did that in LA too. I will say my LA commute was a little bit longer. It wasn't super long, like (laughs) it went crazy, but, um, you know, my commute is 10 minutes probably to get to the office, 10 to 12 at the, you know, six, if I hit every stop sign, right. (laughs) Um, eight, I guess, but even just just having some places that are also regular in your life, I mm-hmm. think that helps me that I know when I drive to the office, I don't put on any noises. Mm. And I will say I'm starting to do that. I'm just beginning to do that on the drive home too. Mm. Like those two spaces are spaces of, of silence and prayer um, I might pray out loud in the car. I might just be completely silent. I, here's an op. Here's a thing on the way in this morning. Um, I, you know, told you guys got here really early because I'm working on our Lent devotional, and I was like, Lord, I have got to get this done today. <laughs> and I'll do this with sermons and things to, you know, this is a prayer that I have. Like, would you bring? what I need, mm. like an illustration, the passage of scripture, would it, you bring it to me quick, quickly? And would you help me know how to shape this or whatever? So I was praying that, thinking that, and I really feel like uh, the Lord, and you know, you, you could say this is coincidence, whatever, but I felt like the Lord 
gave me a nudge on why don't you use the framework you just used in preaching for the Mm. Lent devotional? Like, why don't you just, why don't you use pause Mm. scripture, which I added, you know, scripture and then um, ask and listen Mm. and and adding obey too, because again, I think that's part of that structure in Mm -hmm. the fullness of it. And uh, and I felt like the Lord gave that to me, and, mm. and that would not have happened if I had been listening to my Audible book or yeah. my podcast or um, whatever. So when I got here, and you know, <laughs> in the darkness, God, it's so dark here in the morning. <laughs> Why is it still dark at six thirty? I don't so even dark. get that. The worst. Anyway, uh, I was ready to go, you know, and I felt oh, like cool. God had it's, had given me some creativity yeah. around that. So. That's yeah. great, so sure. if you hate the Lent devotional, then I maybe heard God wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we can say I heard him wrong. I don't know. That's awesome. I don't know. Well, Cheryl, was there anything else that you wanted to include in your message that you just couldn't? Or because you're teaching a few more times, did that give you all your ideas a space to come into their own life somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I mean, it did help that I knew we were going to, you know, next week Scott's going to talk about scripture. So I didn't have to say more on that. I did know I'm going to talk about community in two weeks. Did, you know, so I could just say that. Mm-hmm. We'll say more on that. Um, I think the obedience thing, I had to take that out of the practice because I think I, I just felt like I would have to explain it yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that the getting from listening to obedience. So I just didn't have time. And I thought, right now, let's just start with yeah. we're just trying to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, that can I wanted be like to a quote, strong word, triggering word for people. If yeah, you say obedience. Like you need the space to yeah, really explain it. Yeah, yeah. and isn't that funny? I mean, I'm put it in the Lent devotional. I have thought that I probably need to put something at the top <laughs> end of like talk about to like explain obedience. And yeah. mm. um, and it's so funny because Jesus said, you know, his very commission to us is go therefore make disciples, teaching them to obey yeah. all that I taught you. Mm-hmm. There is no discipleship apart from obedience. Mm-hmm. And as a Western, I don't know, because yeah. that's all yeah. I know, we, we have tried to get rid of words because, like, to your point, they trigger. Now, I get that, and that's why, again, personal discipleship helps, so yep. I can sit with somebody who says that really triggered me. But, like, it's just so funny because if you get rid of sin, if you get rid of obedience, these words that we don't like, you one if you get rid of sin you completely reduce the cross and Mm -hmm. salvation and what jesus has accomplished for us if you get rid of obedience then what is discipleship? anyway so there's so many things but 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 to your point yes i do need to talk about it i want to be sensitive (laughs) to that i don't want to just throw it out there and have somebody like ah of course the church all they talk about is money and obedience you know um (laughs) so i took that out i also wanted to talk i wanted to quote josh horton oh um, he, he was preached, on here last weekend. Yeah, he yeah. was with you guys last week, mm-hmm. preached our uh, New Year's Day service. And um, I actually had a whole thing in that I was quoting Josh. I just loved what he had to say about um, the formation practices mm. and that we do those practices that they, they, they form us as people. They form people. How did he say it? Uh, practices make people or something yes. I, I had it in, i it's should not have practice it in. make perfect but practice makes, makes people, people. Mm. yeah i thought that was so good and um insightful and you know we're trying to do these spiritual formation practices alongside of our sermon series and um and somebody emailed me uh last week i think or 
and made a you know was kind of just saying hey and sent me a, an article like wanting to make sure that we're not just doing formation practices to do formation practices anything can become a legalism anything can become just a i do it to do it um but it's always the why mm -hmm. and i thought josh just the way he set that up i thought that was just really good and i want us to keep remembering that when we do these formation practices they're so that we might be formed into the likeness of Jesus, um, not so that we grow in our spiritual pride, mm -hmm. not so we just can check off boxes, but um, we really want to be formed. And it's hard. Uh, it's hard to be. Ch it's hard to change <laughs> without changing habits, right? And changing how we do things. Mm -hmm. um, I've been talking about losing my COVID weight. Uh, for two years now, and I have a scale, and I weigh myself. Mm. And helped a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, if I, I keep eating the same. Yeah. I keep, you know, all the why things. Why is the scale not changing I know, for I me? I don't know why huh. this isn't, but just the fact that I talk about it, and I have a scale. Like, I somehow think that that's going to make it yeah. all change. If and, only. Yeah, and I think we can do that in spiritual life, too. I, mm -hmm. Well, I'm having spiritual conversations. I show up and I go to church. I, mm. You know, I'm doing these things, but... <laughs> But I've been doing those things for 15 years. What am I doing different to to grow in patience or mm -hmm. kindness or hearing God or mm -hmm. all those things? So, Thanks so much for being here. Thank and you guys. I wanted to end this with an encouragement that we actually got texted in. It says, mm -hmm. hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for the message. That was incredible and super useful. Mm -hmm. Have a great day. Oh, was that my mom? <laughs> I, I don't want to read this person's number. I think number, it was uh, Adam's <laughs> Nana, right? Okay. It is a, a six five zero area code. That's not my mom, so but my mom did. My mom was on the online service, I guess, and she said that somebody said in the chat that they uh, liked liked it when I preached. So my mom sent me that encouragement. Aww. So I didn't know. <laughs> So thanks, thanks This is another person. You have two fans. <laughs> I have Cheryl. two fans. And us two here, that's four. Four. We're on our way. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you, 650. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be really fun to just end this podcast with a little bit of music and allow people to put into practice what we've mm -hmm. been talking about. Awesome. So thanks so much for being here with us today, Cheryl. And everyone will see you next week. We hope that you enter in this time. You pause, you ask, and you listen. Thank you.